0: Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. All right, so let me go back to the weekend. You know, we have two full weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl. Great matchup, by the way. Two full weeks, so let me continue to talk about what happened. Always forward, never back, but I think that there's still some things that are coming out of that weekend that we can address. Let me start with you, Frisco fan. Yo, Frisco fan. Are you all excited for your big roadie to Vegas? Are you dudes and dudettes all mapping it out right now? Are you getting your hippie vans all packed up with your lettuce and your patchouli to make that long nine-hour journey to the desert to finally see your Frisco Niners lift another Lombardi for the first time in 29 years, Faithful? You should be excited, Faithful. Faithful. Why are you coming at me all the time, Frisco faithful? Like Frisco fan cracks me up because I know Frisco fans getting all pissed off and bent at me right now for my Frisco fan impression, just like they did yesterday. I got to say for being supposedly so chill, Frisco fan gets awfully butthurt and belligerent I mean, especially how incredible your football team is, especially how incredible your football organization is, and especially considering how much I keep praising the hell out of your football team. Regardless of whether or not you find Frisco fan, quote, insufferable, not my word, but that was Amber in Portland yesterday, Frisco fan aside, Frisco team is the opposite of insufferable. Frisco team is pretty awesome. And I am a big, big fan of Frisco player on Frisco team. As an example, I want to let the record reflect very clearly. I personally think, I personally believe, that I have jungle Tourette's. Incredible. I personally think that Brock Purdy is the man. The dude's an amazing story and not just the Mr. Irrelevant part. Way too many people are glossing over the entire UCL surgery comeback that he just pulled off, which is arguably even more impressive than making it as Mr. Irrelevant. This is why I've got no interest in inventing reasons to hate on big clock Brock, even if so many other people love doing just that. I mean, it's a really tough week for those people, right? Nick Bosa said it best to Josina Anderson after the game Sunday when he said this. I don't pay attention to the media much, but whoever's talking about Brock Purdy, what what do you have now?
1: Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) listen, and what message do you feel like Brock Purdy sent with this type of game?
0: He's the best game manager in the league. Quote, whoever is talking bleep about Brock, what do you have now? It's a great question because they've got nothing. And then notice how, quote, he's the best game manager in the league. That's not a dig, at least not a dig at his quarterback. This is what I do not understand. I don't understand why so many people want to use game manager as a pejorative when it's pretty much the most important thing about playing that position, right? Nobody would ever say that Lamar Jackson is the best game manager in the league. And that was the whole problem with Lamar Jackson. Nobody would say that Brock Purdy is more talented than Lamar. Nobody would ever say that Brock Purdy has better physical traits than Lamar. Same thing for Josh Allen. I mean, obviously, these guys are superior athletes. But Brock is the one still standing. And don't come at me with that's because of his supporting cast. Of course, he doesn't have the natural ability of some of the other top-of-the-draft quarterbacks. But that's what makes it so interesting. That's what makes it so fun to watch. That's what makes it so impressive. Now, you know who else I always think is fun to watch and listen to? That would be one George Kittle. I freaking love this dude. How can you not? The dude's attitude is always at an A+. Always and yes, even during that nightmare first half on Sunday, which we now know thanks to NFL Films, check out what my dude Kittle was saying on the Frisco sidelines during the first half. This is actual audio. This is real audio. And this is actually awesome.
2: I can't wait. At the end of the game, I'm going to say, hey, they had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait till after the game and I got to say, you know what? They had us in the first
0: half. If you understand, and I'm going to give you the background in a moment, that is incredible. That's an amazing thing, the way he set that up. What he was doing was setting up a meme joke in the first half of the NFC Championship game. They're getting their asses kicked. Most thought that game was over already. Not Kittle. Not only was he not concerned, not only did he not think that game was over, he was setting up a meme for after the game. And for those of you who are completely lost as to what he or I am talking about right now, a meme is basically a a viral internet joke. And quote, they had us in the first half is a viral internet joke from a 10-year-old Texas high school football interview that went like this. All right, well, at first we started slow. We started real slow. And, you know, that's all right. That's okay, because sometimes in life you're going to start slow. That's okay. We, we, we told ourselves, hey, we're going to start slow. We're going to keep going fast. We're going to start slow, but we're always, always going to finish fast. No matter what the score was, we're going to finish hard. We're going to finish fast. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. But it took guts. It took an attitude. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to be successful is an attitude. This kid. I mean, that kid is amazing. That kid is amazing. That kid might be the only kid on the planet, well, no longer a kid, it's 10 years old, but that dude might be the only one on the planet who's got a better attitude than George Kittle. That clip, for obvious reasons, has remained relevant for a decade and yet not relevant enough. It's that awesome. Thankfully, Kittle made it even more relevant when he blasted it out to Michael Strahan and to the entire stadium and to everybody watching at home after they did finish that comeback.
1: How are you feeling? Congratulations, young man. How are you feeling knowing that you have the faithful here with you? You're going to have them travel with you to Vegas. Got to feel good to be knowing you're going back to another Super Bowl. That is in the first half, not going to lie. But, and here we
2: are now. Let's go, Faithful. We're back, baby!
0: Woo! That dude is so funny. I mean, he set that thing up. He set it up. He couldn't wait to say it. And I'm not really sure how many people realized exactly what he was doing or what he was getting at. I know nobody realized he spent the first half telling everybody that that's exactly what he was going to do. But that's why George Kittle is George Kittle. That's why this dude is the best. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Now, why don't we talk about, unfortunately, the opposite of George Kittle, a.k.a. the opposite of a dude who catches everything and always has an impeccable attitude. And the exact opposite of all that is Kadarius Tony, who for some reason thinks that anybody cares why he isn't on the field for the Chiefs these days. And you know what? It's not even that nobody cares. It's that everybody understands it and gets it. Everybody knows why, and nobody wants to see that dude out there ruining games for the Kansas City offense. Essentially, what I'm saying is, you know, again, the opposite of what George Kittle is and Kittle does. But
1: yeah, man, that sh- cap. I'm not hurt. None of that. Sh-. Say that shit. Suck my d- too. I'm oh, good. Not hurt. None of that.
0: I mean, wow. Can you believe that Andy Reid? Has to deal with this crap this week after Andy pretty much went out of his way to try to save this guy's career and give him incredible opportunity after incredible opportunity. And this is how Tony repays big red by See, trying sh- to make this too. this run, this amazing Casey run that's got nothing to do with him, all about him.
1: Oh god, and I heard none of that.
0: For the record, here is how Andy Reid address those Tony comments yesterday.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously he's been on the injury report. So, I mean, I I got that that part as uh that's not made up by any means, but he's been working through some things and um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back out there.
0: Let me try and decode that. He's been working through some things. What you mean like lining up offsides and ruining one of the best plays in NFL history. He's been working through some things like dropping pretty much every single ball thrown in his direction. He's been working through some things like wasting all of his talent and blowing his career. And he'll be back out there somewhere. Just not for us. Man, that cap. So, quick question. Why is old Trapper beef jerky so amazing? Let's start with the fact that it is a family-run business. A family business which stands by Quality and produces the world's best beef jerky. Now, I've made this point many, many times, and I want to make it again right now. Beef jerky is not just beef jerky. I think some of you go to the store and you reach for the beef jerky and you think it's all the same. In fact, you might not even know what you're buying. That's a big mistake. Stop making that mistake. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, there's nothing like... Ultra wrapper. It is simply the best. Four mouth-watering flavors, so you can get your choice of whatever you want. Myself, I like them all the same. I bounce back and forth between each and every one of them, so you can do the same thing. They come in four-ounce bags. If you need to learn, do it that way. If you already know what you want, go with the 18-ouncer. That way, there's enough for everybody, the entire unit, the entire family, the entire team. If you do not see it, Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Man, that bleep is cap. Cap. I'll say this. At least my man is on brand. Even if that brand is being one of the more frustrating guys in the entire league. Unlike the Ravens, who were not at all on brand in that game on Sunday. In fact, it was kind of hard to recognize the Ravens that we saw on Sunday. They didn't look anything like the Ravens we saw the entire year. And I just can't stop thinking about the way they just abandoned the run. I mean, say what you want about Lamar, and there is plenty to say about Lamar, and pretty much all of it's justified. But what the hell happened to the Ravens' run game? This was the number one rushing team in the entire league this season, by a lot. And then they handed off... To their number one running back for a 15-yard gain on his first carry. And then that dude did not carry it again until the second half. Gus Edwards finished with three total rushes. How? Why? The hell is that, Todd Munkin? What kind of game plan is that? The hell is that, Ravens? I know you got down, but not that far down. I still do not understand how or why they just abandoned the run. But the decision deserves almost as much heat as Lamar is getting. Notice I said almost, because Lamar does deserve the heat he's getting. They had Lamar in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. They had us in the first half, I'm not gonna lie. They had Lamar in the first half, I'm not gonna lie. They had
2: us in the first half, I'm not gonna lie. You know
0: what the problem is? They had him in the second half too. And yeah, then the, the entire half, team went right into the tank, losing their best opportunity ever. And they do not have a single excuse. They've got nobody to blame. But themselves. Oh, and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes? Because it's still Mahomes planet. Mahomes? And Lamar and Josh and Joe and all the other alphas are just living in that planet. On that planet. Mahomes is still him. Mahomes Mahomes is still it. And they're still the ones to beat. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports just dropped a brand new fantasy app pick six pick six is the newest way for you to get in on the fantasy football action with DraftKings just pick between two and six pro football players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat for example will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards or will a player have more than one touchdown track your lineup And compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app right now and sign up with the code Rome. Code Rome, R-O-M-E. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Must be present in a state where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 is not available in all states including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit pick 6 states Void where prohibited. See terms at pick I'm talking about the great Grant Hill. Grant, as always, it is awesome to have you on the program, and great to visit with you. Grant, how are you? Hey,
3: Jim. I'm doing great, and uh, as always, it's a, it's a pleasure to join you and uh, in your show.
0: No, I appreciate that, Grant, so much. So, when you and I last spoke, it was August, and you were getting ready for the Basketball World Cup. The U.S. ultimately finished in fourth place. Looking back, Grant, what were your biggest takeaways from that tournament?
3: Yeah. No, it was uh, an incredible run. We were together as a group for six weeks.
0: Um,
3: I thought Our guys were were absolutely unbelievable. They did everything that was asked of them. They they bought in. They practiced hard. Uh, It was not an easy undertaking by any stretch of the imagination. And we came up short. And there's a lot of reasons, but no excuses. Uh, I accept, you know, responsibility for that. Um, I think for me to go through it, you know, in person uh, this last year, the FIBA game, it's an incredible game. It's a very different game than our NBA game. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we, we um, at times struggled with, uh, with some of the opponents and the style of play. Uh, but I think all of those guys who were on the team last summer who, for all of them, it was their first time being a member of the men's national team. Uh, I think it served them well. I think they learned and grew from the experience. And uh, hypothetically speaking, if we took that same group and uh, they had an opportunity to go back again, I think they would fare better and do better from that experience. But, you know, it's different. I mean, it's difficult in the sense that the rest of the world, um, I think, really values the World Cup. Uh, I think of the influence of soccer and the soccer World Cup might be greater and more significant than the olympics in soccer and so uh those guys you know international players wanted to play and you know our guys it it took some convincing (laughs) to get some guys to play whereas now everyone you know wants to play in the olympics and um so anyway a lot of observations a great learning process for me Uh, i think overall uh disappointed but A great experience for for all of us.
0: Grant Hill joining us. Grant, I was going to go there next and ask you about the Olympic Games because USA Basketball recently announced its player pool of 41 athletes who are in contention to be a part of the 12-member team that will represent the U.S. in the games in Paris. How gratifying is it for you to see stars like LeBron, Steph, KD, and Joel Embiid all want to play and represent the U.S. in those games?
3: You know it's it's incredible, Jim, and I, I think it speaks to uh, the legacy uh, of of USA Basketball. I think in terms of how meaningful it was for a lot of those guys, particularly players who who put equity into the program, guys who've been a part of teams in year past years past, and wanting to to be a part of it now, going forward. Uh, I, I was overwhelmed with. Um, with that and certainly excited. And uh, we have a a very, very talented pool. Uh, We have guys who, who are legacy players, guys who are maybe on the downside of incredible, iconic hall of fame careers. Uh, We have guys who are sort of in the prime right now. Uh, And then we have guys who are up and coming and are, are finding their way are young players, all stars. So we have a great pool to, to, to choose from. And, um, you know, sadly, there'll be some, some really good players that, that won't get picked. But ultimately, the job is to, to, to win and to put together a team that gives us the best opportunity to win. And thankfully, um, the fact that we have so many wonderful players that want to be a part of it. I, I do think it being in Paris may play a role, too. But I, I think it's the, the, just how significant, how meaningful – um, and how important this experience is for guys, um, that's something that we at USA Basketball are really grateful for. And uh, we know um, we, uh, we we don't take their um, willingness to be a part of this. We don't take that lightly. We're very grateful for that.
0: So Grant, what about you? Like there's nothing in the game that you have not accomplished. What does your gold medal represent to you?
3: And hey, that's a great question. I haven't been asked that question. Um, you know, I think, I think, one, um, the ability to still compete. And, you know, that's a thing that all former athletes, yes, you know, you can work in the business world, which I do, and I, I like to say that in, in business it's like sawing wood. You know, results happen over time. The beauty of sport is that results are immediate. And we'll know. We'll know uh, August 10th, you know, do, we, do we get the result we wanted? And um, and so I'm not good at golf, Jim, and I can't do anything else. Um, but no, I mean, I think, look, I, I was a part of USA Basketball many years ago. won a gold medal, played in the Pan-American Games. The opportunity to be a part of this historic program in, in its 50th year, uh, to represent your country, to wear that USA, um, it's a service, you know? It's a service, it's an honor, and uh, it's something that, You know, I'm just grateful that they've entrusted me with this leadership role. And so if we can win gold this summer, uh, even with the great players we have, look, as great as we are, we're going to have to play. You know, we're going to have to come out and compete. We're going to have to play. There are going to be hard moments. This is not 1992, with all due respect to that team. So uh, I'm fully aware of that. The guys are fully aware of that. The guys have embraced that. I've embraced it. Um, And it's just an honor an honor to be a part of it as a player or as a managing director.
0: Grant, go back to golf for a minute. Like, I understand that golf is the great equalizer. That's why all athletes love it. But when you say you're not good at golf, you don't have time for golf or you're not good at golf? All of the above. (laughs) I got you.
3: No, I mean, I'm okay. I'm decent. Um, It does require a great deal of time. Um, But it's really one of the few things now physically because of all, you know, my injuries and whatnot that I can actually compete. And the fact that it is the great equalizer, the fact that you cannot perfect it is the very, the very thing about it that you love. Uh, I love the grind. I love working on my game. It it reminds me of like being in the gym, you know? And so I I think I love the grind part, like the working on it more than I actually like playing, (laughs) but but, um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 I love the game of basketball. Jim, it's been so good to me. And when I think back to when I was a kid and I first fell in love with the game, I never dreamed that I would do what I've done, even with the, the, the setbacks and, the, and the, you know, the injuries and all of that. Um, what, what I've been fortunate to experience far exceeded what I ever thought was possible. And, and so for me, uh, to be able to pay it forward, to be able to, to serve in this role, to be able to have this responsibility, uh, is something that it's, it's, it's a way to say thank you. It's a way to continue to compete. It's a way to serve my country, to serve this program. And, uh, I'm just, like I said, really, really honored, really, really excited and really looking forward to this summer.
0: Same. Can't wait. Grant has been an amazing basketball life. It continues to be so. He is the managing director of the USA men's basketball national team. And this summer, you've got the Olympic Games in Paris. Grant, always good to visit with you. I appreciate the time so much, and I'll look forward to doing it again soon. Thanks so much, Grant. limitations apply 1-800-636-8686 let's try somewhere here in california kumar what's up kumar how are you
2: hey jim kumar
0: california is doing a ride share right now um, i just want to say you know what i want to no. say kumar
1: you don't like that cup.
0: i, like I want to say you don't need to tell me it's your name American and cup. where you're calling from because i introduced you as kumar in california Why are you making this so hard? All you have to do is have a take, don't suck, not tell me how old you are, and not reset who you are and where you're calling from. Let's go to the ABQ. John in Albuquerque. Hey, John, how are you?
2: Jim, Van smack Rome. What is up, bro?
0: What's up, dude?
2: Hey, hey. um, I just got two quick takes. Number one, Purdy. And McCaffrey are going to be so focused on February 11th that I do believe the Niners will get the dub. The second thing, real quick, Jim, when you explained, I think it was like a month ago on your show, about when you used to work at In-N-Out Burger in the box, I remember that box. There's like six dudes in there. One dude's doing the fries. The other dude's cooking the, the burgers. The other dude, you know, and... Man, In-N-Out Burger, they are the bomb. They are the best. Uh, Not quite as good as, uh, you know, the spot that you like to go to occasionally. uh, Xavier's?
0: (laughs) My man. We can't really compare In-N-Out to, quote, Xavier's. Oh, oh,
2: oh, O'Reilly. Did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, our professional parts people can help you find the right superstar battery for your vehicle and budget. Don't wait. Get your battery tested for free today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Right. February 11th we are joined by Juwan Taylor Jawan, it's great to have you on the program how are you I'm doing amazing how are you good no I'm doing amazing as well great to have you so let me ask you yes, another full day removed from the Chiefs winning the AFC championship game has it fully sunk in that you're going to the Super Bowl for the first time and then how would you describe the emotions of getting an opportunity to do something that so few ever get to do
1: uh, it, it hasn't really sunken in yet, but, uh, you know, I'm still taking it day by day and, uh, you know, just getting my mind ready for it. Uh, it's definitely a, a tall task, but I'm so excited. Uh, you know, my emotions have been everywhere. Um, you know, first time going to the Super Bowl, and, and, you know, I just know how hard it is and how you know how much work it takes to get to this point. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just a truly amazing feeling, and I can't wait
0: for it. We were talking to Juwan Taylor. You know, it seems to me even more amazing when you consider the journey this team went on. Like, I'll be straight. When the Chiefs lost at home to the Raiders on Christmas Day and your home record dropped to four and four, I thought to myself, "Man, maybe it's just not meant to be." And it's not like I was alone. What did you and your teammates know about this team that nobody on the outside knew?
1: Uh, we just knew that we would play for one another, uh, no matter you know the obstacles that we faced throughout the year, the adversity we faced. Uh, you know, we just knew how hard we worked throughout the week to prepare for games, and uh, you know, we we always believed in one another. <clears throat> so you know, when we got to certain points of the season where things weren't looking to do, we just kept believing in each other, and you know, just kept kept our head down and kept working. So uh, that just hats off to to the coaching staff we have here in the building. You know, the best in the business, um, and having one and having the best quarterback in, in the league, man, just having somebody like that on your team, you know, you believe in that guy and we believe in one another and we just go out there and play for each other every Sunday.
0: Juwan Taylor joining us. Speaking of the best quarterback in the league, you know, when you think of Patrick Mahomes, you think about that insane arm talent, right? But he's also got this incredible ability to extend plays. What's it like to block for somebody who's that creative and that unique with his delivery when he's on the move?
1: It's amazing, man. Um, Having somebody like that uh, behind you just it's amazing. They, he he just could do so many different things. He can create so many plays, and you know, you know, if you give him time, you know, he, he's gonna make something happen. And uh, you know, he, he can also, like you said, extend plays with his legs. And he has phenomenal leadership. And you know, we, we just we just go to battle with that guy every day. It's so fun to go to battle with him. He's a great leader and. uh, you know, he, he's just amazing, man. You can't put it into words how amazing
0: he is. You know, I think that's really interesting when you just said that he's a great leader. Does he, how does that leadership show up? Does it show up in that the guy's unbelievable on the big stage, or does he lead from the front also verbally and vocally? Like, give me some examples or an example of his leadership.
1: It is vocally uh, every day. Um, you know, he, he brings that, that, that leadership inside every day, he brings that, that energy every day. That we need in order to be successful. And, uh, you know, everybody feeds off his energy and he brings that intensity every day. You know, he, he's a true, he has a true heart of a champion. You know, you know he just attacks every day head first, you know, and he, he prepares that way and the way he practices and the way he just goes about his business every day is, is truly adm- admirable, man. And, uh, you know, just playing with somebody like that, you know, it, it only brings everybody else with him. You know, everybody feeds off that and everybody just goes with him and, and we just play hard, man.
0: I think there's something to be said for that, man. That's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, consistency is one thing, but it's not easy to show up every single day with that same energy, right? And that same intensity. you got to match that. So let me ask you this. (laughs) Going into that game against the Ravens, there was so much talk about Baltimore's defense being not only the best in the league, but potentially maybe one of the best ever. We're talking about them being number one in points allowed. Sacks, takeaways. Did you and the rest of the guys on the line hear all that talk? Did you take it personally to make sure you kept Patrick as clean as you did throughout that game?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, hats off to the Ravens and their, their organization, man. They had, like you said, phenomenal defense. They had a phenomenal year. They were so fun to watch. Um, you know, and we knew what we knew what path we had ahead of us, and uh, we just we just took it all into the week, uh, just taking into our preparation. You know, we knew we had to, what we had to get done, and we knew what type of defense we were going against. And uh, you know, in order to have keep pack clean against the the, the defense that leading the NFL attack, we knew we had a call pass. So, um, you know, we, we started the week with our preparation. Uh I feel like we had a great week of practice each week, every single rep that we had, you know, we made sure we were intentional in everything that we did to be successful on Sunday. So, um, you know, all it took was us going out there on Sunday and just, you know, fighting for one another, um and, you know, putting all the, the, the doubt behind us and anything, you know, anybody that was naysaying and anybody that was thinking that we weren't gonna win. We just had to play for one another, man, and, uh, you know, everybody in the building, we believed in one another, and, you know, we just had we had, knew what
0: we had to get done to get the job done. Juwan Taylor joining us. You know, Juwan, when you look at the choice that you made, clearly, coming to Casey as a free agent in March was the right decision. Was it a no-brainer? Ultimately, what did that decision come down to for you? Um,
1: really just being out of Florida for the first time. I lived in Florida my whole life, uh, my whole 25, the time I was 25, I lived living 25 years in Florida. Um, that was going to be just a step outside my comfort zone, but um, it, it was it was never a hard decision for me. Um, I, I, I wanted to win, and I wanted to play with you know a, a, another great quarterback and be under the coach Reed, a phenomenal coach the best in the business. Man, I just, it was just so many positives and so many things to think about. So you know, my dad had passed going uh, into my last year in Jacksonville. So you know, I wanted to stay close to family, but I had talked about it with my family, and uh, they were all on board with it. So. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty easy decision for me to go play with, you know, the best.
0: You bet. You just called Andy Reid the best coach in the business. What? He, what's his separation? What makes him the best in your mind?
1: Just, man, just the way he attacks every day, man. His, the way he game plans. Just how how great he is in knowing the game and knowing our opponents.
0: And, and you know,
1: he gives us everything that we need throughout the week, uh, preparation wise, to be absolutely ready every game. Um, and he's just consistent in that every single week. Um, he's an amazing coach, amazing leader, a, a great guy. Um, you know, everybody just goes hard for him because we believe in him and he believes in us. And, uh, you know, he, he's a phenomenal coach. I the best, best coach I've played for man, hands down.
0: Juwan Taylor joining us for a few more moments. Listen, before you go, so I know there's a lot of time between now and the game, but as you get ready for the 49ers and that tough front seven, you've played them. You're familiar with them. In fact, you played yep. them in November of 2021 when you were with the Jags, so you know what they're about. They're running that same scheme. What's the biggest challenge they present defensively, and what's the key to taking away their strengths?
1: Oh, man, they, they're, they're a phenomenal defense, Uh very good pass rush uh, group. Uh, you know, they're also good at stopping the run. They have really good guys on the back end as well. Uh, very good linebackers. Uh, so we definitely got another tall, tall task ahead of us and a great challenge ahead of us. But uh, you know, we just got to put put together another great week of practice and, and prepare, and uh, you know, just get ready for those guys because they're very good, very good defense.
0: Hey, Juwan, one last thing. Let me ask you about Travis Kelsey, who I think I think the guy's best tight end I've ever seen. And it seemed like he was not quite what he was either. And then towards the end of the year, he starts to pick it up. And in the postseason, he looks like he's still that guy. Can you explain? I mean, like, you're not him. But did he flip a switch? Did he just kind of level up? Were we all wrong about him? Like, how did this guy turn it on the way he has?
1: Oh, he just... He just- to his character and what type of player he is, he's a phenomenal guy. And, you know, when his name and number is called, he's definitely going to make that play. And, you know, we believe in him, and he, he's a phenomenal leader as well on the team. And, you know, he, he attacks every day with that same intensity and, and, and that same just, just hunger every day, you know. And he, he's he's definitely the best of the best, man. And uh, just having him another great leader on on that offense and another great leader on that team is amazing. And, you know, uh, we we always believe when his when numbers called, he's going to make that play. So, um, another great player for
0: us. Hey, Juan one more guy, one more great player, I think. I want to ask you about Isaiah Pacheco. When you see him running as hard as he is, aggressively as he does, do other guys mm-hmm. feed off that physicality? Absolutely. Um,
1: another great player for us, man. Uh, he, he just goes hard, man. He, he Like Coach Reed calls him the Tasmanian Devil, man, he just goes hard all day. And, uh, you know, we definitely feed off of that. Uh, we try to set the tone in our games with our run game and You know, he's just a guy that just never stops. He's gonna go hard all game. He's gonna give everything he has for his team, and he's just a phenomenal teammate, man. He's uh, You know, we need him to protect. He's gonna protect. We need him to run. He's gonna run. You know, he doesn't complain. He just, you know, he's just a blue collar player. Just loves the game of football. So uh, playing with playing with a guy like that is so fun.
0: I'll tell you what, you have a lot of guys like that. A lot of guys who love the game and play hard and have that blue-collar mentality. Juwan Taylor joining us. It's his first year with the Chiefs, fifth overall. Juwan, I really appreciate you making time. Really enjoyed that conversation, man. Thanks so much. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for having me. Dave in Tustin Ranch. Hey, Dave, what's up? Jim, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you?
2: I'm great. Listen, you know, talk about your Friday news dump. So, I'm driving down the road Friday, and I hear this call, this it's like a bat signal for me, you know, and the bat signal, it's like a big bottle of Pepto-Bismol. And the words coming out of it are the the he like, look, V or actually I called you Vinter last week. And it's, it's more like Vinny in that, you know, and adjacent by way of Lake Elsinore and Sun City, dude, you're dragging Tustin ranch or Tustin trash. Dude, that was so fresh. like, You do realize you live in Menifee, right? I mean, (laughs) Menifee, you really think Menifee is cool? I mean, I've never heard anybody say, I'm going to Menifee on vacation. What's so good about Menifee? It's all 55 and better communities, dude. Get out of here with your smack, bro. It's so weak. You are the jungle tryhard. I mean, they talk about, he's a five-tool player. You know what, bro? You are a hundred-tool player. You maxed out on the number of tools you could ever have. Let's talk about lunch out here in Toast and Trash. You know, if I'm going to go out to eat, I'll take the little trip. I'll go to, well, Xavier's now, Xavier's. You know what? But based on the uh, number of cars that are sitting in the valet, probably not going to happen. So you know what I'll do? Me and my girl will go up the street a little bit. We'll go to the Quiet Woman, get a Mac Mac 18, and wait for a a table so we can go to the Quiet Woman. Now let's talk about what you're going to be doing out in Menifee. I have no idea what lunch looks like for UV, but I'm guessing it's going to involve a couple things. A grocery cart, a Costco card, samples of Hot Pockets washed down with monster energy drinks and a thimble. Dude, you are so weak. And you, ca- you talk about, oh, I-, I shut the legends down. Uh, the legends, I oh, a farty. Like, dude, would you quit making up names for people? That's so stupid. It's so lowbrow, bro. It's like, I'm a
0: legacy clone, Jim. You know? Dude, you're a run clone, not a legacy clone. I gave you five minutes to land a haymaker, my guy. I mean, he's just slipping punches, and he's not even here. Like, gigantic uppercuts. Gigantic roundhouse rights. But nothing landing. Dave and Tustin' Ranch. My man, your calls are like donuts. It's like the law of diminishing returns. You have a donut. Man, that crack hits your blood system. You're like, oh, that is so good. That is so good. I've got to have another one. And then the second one is good, but it's not as good. And you're really disappointed. And now you're chasing. You're like, man, I want that feeling. I want that feeling back of that first one. I want that feeling back of that first Dave and Tustin Ranch call. I'll have a third donut. But if the second one didn't feel right, you can imagine how bad the third one's going to feel. And by the third one, you're puking all over yourself. Like my dude. The law of diminishing returns. Good night, no!